The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And our topic today is cancer and pain management. Boy, we need to talk about this, Percy, but why don't we open with a bit of scripture today? Our spiritual nugget for the day, Wayne, is found at 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties or cares on him because he cares for you. Wayne, I got a question for you today. Okay. All right. Have you ever tried to hold on to something so tight that you needed and that you wanted, but then you realized in order to keep that, you needed to give it away? Yeah, you know me too well. <laughs> well, today we're going to listen to one who helped us understand uh, through his journey of what he needed and what he wanted most in order to keep it and to maintain it. He had to be willing to give it away. All right. We'll meet that guest in just a few moments here on the program today. But Percy, let me ask you personally, uh, what have you learned about cancer and pain management as you come alongside uh, those on cancer journeys? Well, number one, pain is a reality for many cancer patients for various different reasons. So we need to be acutely aware of the fact that there are cancer patients who are uh, struggling with pain of some sort, but in many cases are not communicating or letting people know that they're in pain. And then the other element of that, and uh, we understood and, and had some education about this, is that there are those who may have had a history of struggling with uh, medications of sort that when they are experiencing real need for pain, that they are afraid that if they participate or allow some type of medication to be given to them, that they may slide into a place of addiction or reoccurrence of addiction. So it creates a fear and a phobia. So they don't talk about that. They don't share that with individuals. And in many cases, they are suffering unnecessarily. Yeah, I certainly don't want to minimize the pain that someone is going through. But maybe we could paraphrase that scripture, casting all your pain upon him because he cares for you. Well, again, pain creates anxiety. So the word that's being used in the NIV here is cast all of your cares or anxieties upon God. And the same uh, anxiety is a type of pain or pain can create and cause anxiety for us. And so casting our cares, our anxieties or our pains upon God is applicable and realistic with regard to how we can potentially begin to deal with those dynamics in our life. Now, just before you introduce today's guest to us, let's talk about a resource we want to place into our listeners' hands called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. What's in this? Yeah, it's very, and again, the title says it all. It's very practical. We need to understand that uh, cancer patients are going through um, a plethora of things beyond just their medical and clinical dynamics, uh, things around their family, uh, about supporting them and how to reach out to their family members, how to speak to their family family members, how to address their family members. We've had occasions where we've interviewed some people here that people, uh, cancer patients have particularly said that there have been times that people were just inappropriate in mm-hmm. ways that they've communicated, things that they've shared, stories that right, they've told. Yeah. So again, understanding how to reach out and to support uh, family members appropriately, uh, how to encourage people with a healthy lifestyle, not preaching or battering individuals, but how to encourage them to be healthy uh, in their process and through their recovery, helping with daily tasks. There are multiple 
uh, set of daily tasks that still are necessary to be done. But because uh, cancer has interfered in the process of one's life, doesn't mean that those things get suspended. So these are practical needs. Yeah, these are things we all need to be thinking about. And again, this resource can be downloaded right now. You can receive it and put it to use right away called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's take a quick break. You think about First Peter chapter 5 that Percy read, and we'll come back with our guest in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. You'll meet today's guest here coming up in just a moment. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our website contains resources, including today's free download resource, Practical Needs for Cancer Patients. Also on the website is this program. So if you ever miss a week, you can listen online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, who's here with our special guest now. Well, I am so excited again to have back with us on the show Tom Carlson. And we've interviewed him before. And Tom is is a unique guy in so many different ways. But in so many ways, he's just like every guy. And I I thought for that reason, I would bring him back. Uh, Tom is a former prostate cancer patient. He treated at uh, the Midwestern Regional Medical Center at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois. And and Tom, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. And when you were with us before, uh, we talked about, you know, the dynamics of mental, emotional and spiritual things that you went through being a prostate cancer. And and the backdrop to help us with this, to set the stage is you're you're a man's man. You're you, you ride a Harley Davidson <laughs> motorcycle. You've got your your leather jacket on. You know, you played athletics. When we talk about cancer and again, I being a man and understanding the dynamics and the mentality of men. And particularly around the subject of prostate cancer, one of the things that is still troubling for me is the statistics are still way too high of how many men actually are dying from prostate cancer. I want to just read a little information from the American Cancer Society. It helps us to understand prostate cancer prevention and early detection. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer in men, not counting skin cancer. It is also one of the leading causes of cancer death among men. Many of the risk factors for prostate cancer, such as your age, race, and family history, 
can't be controlled, but there are some things you can do that might lower your risk of prostate cancer. Prostate cancer can often be found early using a simple blood test, which is called a PSA, but it's not clear that the benefits of testing all men for prostate cancer outweigh the risk. Because of this, it is important to talk to a healthcare provider about the uncertainties, risk, and potential benefits of prostate cancer screening before deciding whether or not to be tested. And so the big message and takeaway from that is we want men everywhere to, first of all, have a conversation about prostate cancer and then seek the possibility of testing and early detection and not be afraid of your doc. We need men to become much more conscious. We want men to to become familiar and not afraid of their medical community, uh, a physician, and taking ownership of their health. Is is that a fair statement? Oh, absolutely. So help me to understand your friends, your mm-hmm. community, your environment. How many men would you say are comfortable with having a conversation about their health and specific to prostate? Uh, not many. It's a lot, uh, lot more than when I first came in. But uh, I think it's the, the, the bond that we have among men and sure. the time we spend with each other really being friends. Or are we just acquaintances? You have to be comfortable. Well, it's because you, you have a real genuine and organic relationship. Yes. And out of genuine relationships is trust. And I think that that's a big dynamic among men, obviously. Yes. Before we started the recording, you were sharing with me about the fact that I will call it your community service. You may call it something else. Your ministry, your outreach, your work, your life's passion now is that you have uh, breakfast sessions with uh, people in the community. Talk a little bit about what you're doing as a result of being a cancer survivor and now a thriver back on your bike riding. And now you're giving back to the community. Yes. Uh, About 26 years ago, I came up with uh, not I didn't come up with it was brought to me. I can't keep it unless I give it away. Mm. And an opportunity came for me to have a host a session in the morning called Breakfast with Friends. And this is located where? This is in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Holiday Inn Express. And about 6.30, I get there, 6.30 to 9.30. And it's uh, it's developed into a community of like-minded people and people that are in the same boat. It doesn't matter what kind of cancer we have. We have cancer. Okay. And it's nice to talk to other people that have been in your shoes. And how do you get away from it? And we learn a lot. And, and I think the other thing that really happens is there is we let the, the, the shield down. You know, we, we bring the, the thing down. We, we're, we're real with each other. We cut through the social dance, mm. you know, of, of meeting at a different place. Yeah, meeting and, and greeting. Yeah. yeah. And we're right there. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. The deer in the headlights, all of the things you mentioned, the synonyms are different words that we put to it from where we're at sure. of how scared we are. And we're able to tell that to people right there. And sometimes tears come and sometimes there's hugs and sometimes there's joy. Like, thank you. I'm relieved. Wow. Well, cancer is a scary proposition. I'm reminded of a patient that I once supported as their chaplain who once told me that cancer is the only word that they hear in loud capital letters in their mind when they're told that they have it. But in addition to that, your story also parallels another patient I knew who also was a biker and who also had previous addiction issues who found strength and hope through their faith in God to overcome and face their cancer with courage and strength. Would you be willing to share your story or some of that story with us? 
I like to look at it. Uh, I, I've been clean and sober for uh, 26 years. Wow. And uh, when I was diagnosed, it was already 18 years in. Yeah. That's how long it took for him to work on me to accept what was going to come down the road. Sure, sure. You know, life and life's terms. And uh, so I've had this relationship because he... Uh, my God has saved me from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Okay. So I knew it worked. I knew it was the only thing that was going to take me away from my addiction. Yeah. You know, and so I was all in. You know, this just took it up a notch and, and uh, where I, I can even get closer. And, and I know now, uh, not every day, because uh, I'm human. I have my human experiences, but I know when I'm uneasy or if I'm not at peace, yeah. I, I've dropped his hand. I've got to get back to them. And that's where these other things come in. I become of service to give it away. Sure. You know, and God puts these people into my life to help. Now, what's interesting, Tom, the the, the direct parallel between your story and your backdrop and, and the, the former gentleman that I just mentioned is that one of his big issues when he treated and began going through his cancer treatment, because a lot of cancer patients experience pain. And as a result of that, there are different things that can be done to help manage pain. But he was so afraid uh, to engage in any type of pain management. And we've had pain management discussions and physicians on our show that helped us to talk about the dynamics of how to do that. And we really had to do a lot of work on help convincing him that despite his history of addiction and his struggles with addiction, that he could still manage his pain, but he really was working through. And I would have to imagine coming from that, that experience in that past, that's the last thing you want to do is, is open yourself up to the potential of anything that will send you back down the road of addiction can you talk about that? What we find out is that if you let the experts handle the amount that you take, then you're going to be okay. We just can't do it ourselves. Okay. You know, so if you have a person. Thus pain management. Pain management. Okay. Someone absolutely. helping you to manage what yes. you're taking. Okay. Uh, and if we, you have that, again, another trusted relationship. You have to communicate with your health care provider. And if you feel comfortable uh, and, and you talk to them about that, they will manage it so that you don't take too much. And then ourselves, we are conscious of it. So we use it as needed. You know, because there's a lot of ways we have other things. Put something positive in stuff. Go help another person. Do some meditation. Do some journaling. Absolutely. Put something positive. Sometimes for me, it's simply working out. Mm. It's, it's it's tiring the body. You know, the old, uh, if your head hurts, you know, uh, smash your hand against the wall and you forget about your head. <laughs> okay, okay. <You> know? <laughs> so something can be done other than medication, you know, at certain times. But guess what? If you don't take care of that pain, you can't heal. Right. So it's a real slippery slope, perhaps, or a razor's edge. But you have to have trust. And that's where you have your relationship with higher power. Right. And, and, and also the key point that you made also in, in having a very open, trusted conversation with a healthcare provider who can help manage you through that process. And I think it's an important distinction. And I appreciate you, again, being willing uh, to share and open up you know, that part of, of who you've been and where you've been, because there's a lot of people potentially who are working through the struggles of that in our closing seconds. And I can talk to you all day time. I really, I, I just love your energy and your spirit as you now progress and move forward. You're doing your Wednesday breakfasts and get togethers and uh, community gatherings. What's next for you? What, what, what's on the horizon for you? What is it that you think uh, that God has for you in store going forward? My friend, just continuing 
I don't look into tomorrow. Okay. You know, and, Ed, and I sure don't look behind me. Sure. I try to stay in the now moment, and he just puts these people into my life, and I've been much more aware and uh, receptive, you know, to it. Uh, I'm a receiver, you know, and so I can receive, you know, who he's putting into my life, and uh, I, I, I know better now than I ever had when I'm supposed to be a little more aggressive and, and not, or just to be there to listen. So I'll just continue on doing what I do. And if something new comes up, the other thing I would share is I was taught if it comes from the outside, it's God's will. Mm. If it's mine pushing it, it's not a good deal. Mm. Mm. That is Tom Carlson. I believe the quote is, you cannot receive unless you give it away. We appreciate you giving away your life, your talents, and your experiences. And it seems like you're receiving in abundance. Bless you, my friend. Continue happy trails as you move forward. It's part of my recovery. And it's, again, an honor and a privilege that I've been here. We meet such interesting people here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hey, stay tuned. I'll continue to talk with Reverend Percy McCray about this topic of cancer and pain management on today's edition. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Our host is Reverend Percy McCray, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, I'm excited about this resource we're offering to listeners called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. We could all benefit from this, and it can be downloaded right now. And again, what we want to be here on the show is practical. This is not rocket science. We want people to think pragmatically around things that they can do every day simply because one of the things that I've heard often when we talk about cancer is it's complicated. It's hard. There's a lot of information. And and there in some cases that is true, but there are some very practical types of things that we can all be reminded of mm-hmm. that we can do every day that everyday people can do all of the time. Part of the reason it's complicated is because of all the emotions that uh, both the person going through the cancer and those around, the loved ones around them are going through. And there is that emotional uh, element that does complicate things. But once we're able to kind of manage our emotions a little bit, Wayne, then we can start thinking a little more practically and pragmatically of things that we can do right there, right then, and that would really be a huge benefit and make a difference in the life of a person. Yeah, now you ask a question at the top of the program here today that was pretty insightful, so let, let's get back at that. Yeah, well, our, our guest today basically made the statement, and that's where the question was prodded from, and that was he had to learn how to do something as a result of doing something, and that was 
Sometimes we hold on to things so tightly. We want things so tightly. But the thing that we want, the thing that we need, we have to give it away in order to maintain it and to keep it. So, again, the question was, have we ever held on to something so hard and so tightly wanting something that the 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 answer to the question is we had to give it away. We had to be willing to let go in order to receive and to get. And so with that That's the message that we've learned today, that this gentleman, in the midst of his struggles personally that he had, in the midst of being a cancer patient, ultimately he had to give away everything that he had. And when I say everything, we're talking about his mental, his emotional, his physical sense of well-being. He's willing to give that away to support others that is now being part of his um, his support, his therapy that now is very helpful for him mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. He has a breakfast that he has. Yeah, that was interesting. That he meets with people to have very open dialogue. As a matter of fact, one of the statements that he used that I thought was very prolific was uh, he has created an environment environment and atmosphere where people can cut through the social dance of talking about cancer, Mm -hmm. being politically correct, you know, social etiquette. No, he's just created an environment where people can have very real, open and transparent conversations about how they are feeling. Boy, that's so very important. And everything that Tom shared, I mean, this is in alignment with what you have learned in your pastoral care uh, with those going through a cancer journey? Absolutely. One of the things that we're trying to do and what I've learned over the years is to help people break through the walls of pretension. Because again, we're trying to save face, Wayne. We have our pride. Uh, for men, we have our ego. Mm-hmm. That So when we're dealing with some things like this, we're, we're, we're not necessarily being very open and honest honest and transparent. Some people are just private. And some people are very private. So again, helping people to kind of create an environment where uh, they can be a little more uh, public about things that are very private. For their benefit. For their benefit. For individuals who may have a lot of pride in their ego to help them to humble themselves. That was the scripture that we read. Mm -hmm. Part of that was learning how to humble ourselves. And then the other aspect of that is being able to be in an environment with others who are like us that we can understand that it's not just me. I'm not the only one that has cancer. I'm not the only one that is struggling. There are others out there just like me who are walking through this process and this journey. And the more that I avail myself and open myself up to that environment, potentially that will be therapeutic for me mentally and emotionally and and potentially physically. You know, it just occurs to me that this uh, resource we're offering, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients, is not just for the person who's uh, who wants to help their their friend or loved one with cancer. Maybe it's for the person who's on a cancer journey to help them know how to relate to other people with what they're going through. Well, it certainly can be uh, true with that regard. You know, some cancer patients can just really withdraw and become very stigmatized. And then, you know, so they shut down, they don't communicate or they have poor communication. So it certainly can be an aid and a resource to help the cancer patient in that regard also. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. So it can be something that's beneficial to the cancer patient or for the cancer patient. Because it's not a private disease, is it? It is not a private disease. As I've said often, cancer is a community disease. It is a, a family disease. If you belong to a local church, it's a church disease. People around a cancer patient are impacted by cancer in many different ways. And again, you can't just bottle that up and just keep that very sequestered because ultimately there are things that people need to discuss, talk about, have conversation with each other. And again, you have to tailor that toward each unique situation, but it certainly does empower the community of friends, families, and individuals to be better equipped at really engaging each other around this subject. I'm going to ask you to 
take us back to 1 Peter 5 in just a moment, but let me let everyone know again that our website is a great resource for you. As a matter of fact, a very specific resource on the website right now is called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. You can download it. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. You can download it and put it to use immediately. Maybe you want to send it around to some friends and family members. Practical Needs of Cancer Patients is available at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And we're going to close with our spiritual nugget for today. First Peter five, verse six and seven. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety or in some translations care. And for some of the conversation today, even pain on him because he cares for you. We need to humble ourselves, uh, Wayne, under the mighty hand of God so he can lift us up and then he can do amazing things in our lives directly and indirectly through people, places, and individuals that will bless us and make a difference in our lives. Great application of that scripture passage, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Thank you, Percy. And again, let me point you to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com very friendly website where you can listen to this program again or download this free resource, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients, healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, we'll see you next time. All right. We'll be here again. God bless. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.